Welcome to the Motorcycle Vagabond Show, also going to be dubbed the Bunko Biker Experiences Show, or maybe this is a subset of it. Who knows? Anyways, I am Z Traveler. I've not had a done a I've not done a podcast in a hot minute, and today we are going to be talking to insert name uh, Wayne Roller. Is that what you prefer to go by, or just yes, Roller. Wayne Roller? So. Yeah. How did you hear about Bunker Biker? It was through Facebook. It just popped up one day. And I was, was it like, like why? A suggestion? It was. Uh, and I was like, why did I not hear about this yet? <laughs> it seems that that's a pretty common answer for most people is, how have I not heard of this yet? Exactly. And then I started looking into it and I was like, man, this is, this is an awesome thing. I can't believe that nobody's not done this before. You know? Well, strangely enough, there actually has been a few people who have tried to do it before. They just didn't get enough takeoff to keep it going. Right. So when did you hear about it? I think it was August of last year, around August of last year. Uh, I haven't – I was very blessed. I've had six uh, guests so far in a short amount of time, and I was really shocked at that. But, but then again, I'm in a very desirable area to visit and ride. Where are you at? I'm in East Tennessee, uh, Irwin, Tennessee, to be exact. I'm about a half hour west of Asheville, North Carolina. So you're in the area where the tail is kind of located and the tail of the, the dragon. Yep. Uh, the snake, uh, back of the dragon. And I mean, I'll be honest with you about this area. A lot of people come here to ride these 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 rides, these roads that are very popular. But some of the best roads I've rode in this area don't have names. Right. I was about to ask you, what's your favorite road in your area? As far as named roads, 421 to Snake is probably my favorite. Uh, I've recently done the Tell of the Dragon for the first time. And I mean, it was a nice road, but I was I don't think it deserves all the hype it gets. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah. That's just my personal opinion. The snake is much more better. Uh, it's a uh, l- more longer sweeping curve because I ride a, I ride a Harley, uh, a cruiser. Uh, it's much more sweeping curves. Uh, it's just, it's better road. Uh, now I did the back of the dragon and to me, the roads were terrible. Uh, I've also done the dragon slayer 160. The roads were terrible. Uh, when you say terrible, do you mean the pavement was bad or there was a lot of traffic? Pavement was terrible. Mm. I mean, you, yeah, you, especially 160 to Dragon Slayer. It's something that they've been they've been trying to advertise here lately, last year or two, I guess, trying to, to drum up business up that way. And it is a beautiful ride, but the road needs some work. Now, I've been on it about three times, and the last time it appeared that they had, had been doing some work on it. So I'm assuming it's going to get better in the years to come. Hopefully. So you're in a high traffic area. Do you ever get overwhelmed by how many requests you get? No, the more the merrier, in my my opinion. What do you offer to your guests? Uh, Well, I have 44 acres uh, and I have a 2,500 square foot home. I have an extra bedroom uh, with a bunk bed uh, that is, you know, they're welcome to use. I also have a 20 by 20 sunroom uh, that they could camp on. And I mean, they could camp anywhere on the property. Of course, but I always offer to stay in the room, you know, so they can have all the modern amenities. 
and I normally cook for every guest. Um, now here's a, here's a story. When I was a small kid, we lived across the street from an old lady called Miss. Uh, her name was Miss Fletcher, and she gave my mom a recipe when I was about five years old for an apple cake. So something I've done for all of my guests when they come is I try to make that apple cake. Uh, it's just kind of something I I like to do to distinguish myself from others. And two, when they leave, they get to take a nice chunk chunk of it with them. So, they have a, <laughs> so we're gonna come to your house to get fat. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, and I realize a lot of people on the road, when they ride for so long, they just want to be alone and be quiet, and that's perfectly fine with me. There's plenty of space here for that. But for me, it's about the human connection, uh, getting to know one another, uh, their areas, what they're into, things of that nature. That's what really excites me about it. And the fact that I'm self-employed, I'm able to take off pretty much any time I want to ride with my guests. And show I was going to ask you that. That's really awesome that you can make the time for random people to show up. I work so I can ride. That's I mean, isn't much. that why they made money is to buy motorcycle stuff? That's pretty much what it boils down to. <laughs> <laughs> so was it hard to join? It was not hard to join. Uh, I read up on it and I seemed to, you know, uh, to put a pin. And I was like, it was just a kind of a whim, you know, and I put a pin on there. Uh, enlisted what I had to offer and I was excited about it because I keep my circle kind of small, you know, like-minded folks. And basically everybody that's been here, even though they're different political beliefs or raised in different areas, we still have that one common bond, which is writing. And that's the first thing I see with anyone who, who comes. Uh they're a writer first and for first and foremost. I see nothing else. Whether it be male, female, uh, what have you, I, I just see a writer is what I see. So tell me about the guests you've had. How long do they stay? What was it like having them around? Well, my first guest was a guy named Eric Burleson. Uh, he was staying in New York, uh, not New York. He was staying in Florida. He was headed to Michigan. Eric just stayed uh, one night, and left out the next morning pretty quick. Didn't get to spend much time with Eric, uh, but he was a real nice guy. Uh Let's see. The second was a lady, Michelle Cole, out of Massachusetts. Uh, she was super cool. Her as well. She just come in that night and left that morning, so I didn't get didn't get to spend much time with her either. Uh, let's see. Then the next I had was, I think Eddie Johnson out of Florida. Eddie stayed, I think, two days, and we rode together some. Uh, Eddie was awesome. He had been in a, a wreck. Some years back, he actually trailered his bike from Florida down here and then rode around and then took it back because he wasn't sure if his bike could handle it, you know, all the way from Florida. Uh, that was a real treat. And then I, I met a lady, uh, Jennifer Brown, through Facebook, I guess through the group. She contacted me and we just started chatting. And then uh, she was she told me she had met another fellow named Greg Caruso. And she said I needed to meet him because we were like minded folks. So a couple months down the road, we eventually met up in Newport, Tennessee. And they actually stayed about three days because they got ringed in. And they're just some of the most awesome people. Greg is a, a fabulous individual. Uh, I like Greg a whole lot. And we've done some riding together. Let's see. My next was, let's see, after that, after that, I had Sarah from New York, Queens, New York. Now, this chick right here, she is a total badass. She went from Queens, New York to Key West, Florida by herself with no modern gear. 
She showed up in my house at 1.30 in the morning, and it was 37 degrees outside. Ouch. It was cold, and she had no modern gear. She was just layered up. That's rough. But she was she's an amazing individual. So I think she was originally uh, from uh, Morocco. She's been in the U.S. about 10 years. Uh, uh, she was probably by far one of my favorite. We just That's we just awesome. connect. We just connected, you know, and I guess with the different cultures and whatnot, the one thing, you know, I share a connection with all my guests for the simple fact that they ride. Uh, and I got to give my props to Michelle Cole, too. She was the girl from Massachusetts. Uh, she was on like a two month trip by herself as well. And I was a little worried at first about uh, solo female riders. So the fact that I've had two already and have given me, you know, good praises, I hope it entices more females to get out here and do what they're what they're doing. Uh, because there's nothing like it. Why are you worried about solo females? I'm not worried. I'm worried about, well, let me put it this way. I forgot about Tony Suko. Tony Suko was from Wisconsin. He come down and stayed uh, a day, two days with me. Uh, and he said when he come up my driveway, he heard banjo music playing. <laughs> I mean, if you look at my pen, I'm in the middle of nowhere on top of a mountain. So I just want it's important to me that females feel that they can they can solo ride and be safe and be secure you know that's that's what's important for me uh, i was going to ask you as a host do you ever have any concerns about safety was it something that you were worried about when you became a host oh no no uh i'm a i'm a concealed carrier and i can handle my own uh so i'm all about guns <laughs> You sound like you're the open individual who's trying to provide a safe place for all people. Exactly. And see, I was saying like with Michelle, she was my first solo female host and I wanted to make sure she felt safe. So that evening after dinner or whatnot, I had a spare pistol. I took her a spare pistol and I said, here, you can keep this in your bedroom in there. Makes you feel safe, you know, because I mean, that's the thing about Bunker Biker. You know, if you're not if you're a writer, you understand the brotherhood or sisterhood that comes with writing. Uh but I just want to make sure that everybody feels safe, you know, because I am way up in the woods. And I guess you could classify me as a redneck. That's so. awesome. You're actually one of the kinds of pins that I look for when I use Bunker Biker. I enjoy it. I mean, every time I, I get a request for someone, I'm, I get excited about it, you know. And I always ask, uh, do you have any dietary restrictions, you know, is there anything I can do? And Sarah, the one from New York, she didn't eat pork. So I, you know, I kind of catered the meal around that. Uh, so I try to, you know, make it, you have enough to worry about when you're out here traveling, you know. So I try to make it a home away from home, more or less. You try to be very hospitable. Exactly. Um, Speaking of communication before meeting these people, what are some things that you ask them or tell them before they show up? You know, like, do you have any time restrictions or what they should do when they show up? What kind of driveway you have? Uh, well, no, uh, I do have a small, well, I have two places to park. I have a garage that's pavement all the way up, but I do have a covered carport that's got gravel. So like uh, the one lady, Jennifer Brown, I let her park hers in the garage over there and on the pavement because I wasn't sure if she could do, do the gravel or not. Uh, but as far as time, I mean, 30 minutes notice is about all I need. 
how do you feel about uh, drugs or alcohol? And by drugs, I, I mean anything between marijuana up to whatever. As my PN says, I am alcohol and 420 friendly. That's it. I don't really condone, do, or like to be around hard drugs. Uh, but then again, you know, if you want to do hard drugs, just don't do them on my property. We're good. I believe everybody has, the, everybody has the right to do what they want to do. And I also believe everything's okay in moderation. Key word being moderation. Some people get lost in the, that term. I try yes, to tell yes. a lot of hosts to be open with their boundaries, to set boundaries with their guests. And I feel like that you seems like you've done such a thing. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I also went back after everything. Uh, I think there was a post made about uh, political beliefs or uh, sexuality and things of that nature. And I went back and amended my post to say that, you know, I'm open. I'm, I'm a very open-minded guy. I'm open to all religions, all sexualities. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, the only thing that matters is you ride. I mean, that's that's the one bond. And I'm a very private person. I've been on this mountain. I've got 44 acres and two houses here. And my daughter, uh, her fiance, and my granddaughter lives in my guest house. And me and my son live here. And everybody in my family was shocked that I was doing this because I'm such a private person. In three and a half years, I probably only had about six people on this mountain. So <laughs> all of your all of your guests. <laughs> I, I'm not. A, I'm a very private person. I don't like a lot of people in my world. But when it comes to bikers, I mean, I just open the doors up. You know. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's just something that we all share. And if you don't ride, you don't really get it. If you no, ride, and it's really hard to explain this to people who don't ride. You know how we would just automatically like someone just because they ride a motorcycle. Right. And I mean, my son, he, he's helped me a lot. Like if I'm at work or something and I get a call about somebody coming, he'll go ahead and prep and get everything ready. And normally I try to keep the spare room ready. Uh, the one thing that I do is I keep clean linens on the bed. I never make the bed. Uh, I keep clean linens on the bed. And then when my guests arrive, they make their own bed. I want them to be able to see the mattress. You know what I mean? See that it's a new mattress. It's clean. It's not the Hilton here, but it's it's it's, it's warm and cozy. <laughs> So what do you think about people bringing you gifts? How do you feel about that? Not necessary. Are you happy to receive them if someone decides they want to bring you a shot glass or a poker chip or something from their local area? Absolutely. Giving is giving is one of the best things as a human being that we can experience. When we give something, the feeling we get from that beats about every other feeling there is. Humans in general love to give. And I'm not going to be willing to take that away from somebody because I'm a giver as well. It was I'm funny. I'm glad you understand that. Yeah. Me and Sarah, when we were at the Tell of the Dragon, neither one of us had a gremlin bell. And we both went inside and bought each other a bell without the other knowing it at the same time. So it, it was kind of funny. That's really cute. That's really cute. So. So will you continue using Bab in the future? Oh, of course. Like I said, I'm planning to go out uh, for a couple months, probably sometime in March, and I'll be utilizing it. Uh, I was going to stay with one, and I'd said a, uh, I was going to stay with one over in Franklin, North Carolina. Uh, her name was Avril. But I got to tell the dragon and realized that my tire was showing like three cords in. So unfortunately, I couldn't make it that night. I had to limp it to the nearest motel, and we, we didn't actually make it to her house that night. So I'll, I'll look forward to staying with her again. 
well, I hope the you first get time. a chance to be a guest. It'll be interesting for you to see the other side of this and maybe yes. learn a few things about how you could be a better guest or host, exactly. I should say. <laughs> exactly. I know the one thing that I want to do in the future is get like many travel size bottles of, you know, personal hygiene items and stuff and set up sort of a basket. That's something I want to do uh, just for folks that don't have it, uh, because some of my guests have been very light travelers, didn't have a whole lot, didn't, didn't carry a whole lot. And I know how it is to be out there on the road and need something that you don't have. So you could do bottles or there's also a lot of Airbnb hosts will get dispensers for their shower that have like shower gels, shampoo, conditioner, you know, yeah. use as needed. Right, right. But, so what kind of advice would you give to someone who's a little timid to become a host or a guest? You don't know what you're missing out on, man. Do it. It's it, it, it's an amazing feeling to be a part of someone's journey. That's the way I kind of look at it. You know, all of my guests have stayed with me. They have left a mark on me that I will, I will forever remember. And I'm sure it's the same as the other way, which is the reason why I'm talking to you right now. because of Tony Suko. I think he made the recommend. He, he uh, recommended me to do this podcast. Yes. Do you know who I am by chance? Who you are? Yes. Uh, Z, yeah. Everybody knows who Z is. You would think that, but there's a surprising amount of people on Bunker Biker who don't know who actually run it, and that would be me. Yeah, I, I do know. So, funny thing is, is that I actually took over the network in June of last year, and you found it shortly after I started promoting it. Yep. And I do have and one I, question for you. Go for it. I see you're all over the west side of Tennessee. When are you going to come to the east end of Tennessee? I'm not sure. So I'm actually planning on hitting the road in about maybe a week, two weeks at the max. And I'm heading down to Florida, going to poke around there and then probably come back up this way, head to Utah for April and then maybe the Northeast for the summer. So I actually live on my bike full time and I've toured for four years, most of it by myself, but recently got into a relationship with someone. We tour together and separately. Awesome. You need to look so, up Greg so when you go to Florida. Yes, I've heard a lot about him. He, I believe is he's in all of my groups, uh, Minimalist Motorcycle Vagabonds and Bunker Biker as well. Greg is an awesome individual. I definitely have like to look him up. I've actually got a host plan for January in Florida near Swimming with the Mantis. I'm heading down to do that, so I actually set that up, and she's supposed to be up here in Nashville right now. We may actually meet for lunch before our meeting down in Florida. That's beautiful. I've actually been thinking, uh, you know, after I hosted three or four, I actually would like to get something in the next year or two. I'd like to get a have a get-together here at some point because uh, I've got plenty of room for it. I was about to ask you that. I have been encouraging people to who have the space and the interest to do their own get-togethers. There's a guy in Alabama, William Eric Sparks. He's doing his own, and Sean Foley's been talking about it up in Pennsylvania. Yes. He's kind of the I've the bunker biker shed guy. I've heard great things about Sean. He's actually, when I first started, he inspired me, you know, to, to, to be better and to do better. And I actually thought about this coming year of actually setting up a, something similar to what he's got. In addition to my, Yeah, in addition to my spare room. Well, right now I've got a 20 by 20 game room, which has got a pool table, dartboard. Uh, it's got electric, but it's got no running water. And I, I'm either going to put a shed up, put a little cabin up, or I'm going to add a bathroom to the game room 
uh, so that when people come, if they want to have privacy, they can. That wouldn't but be I, a bad thing. I mean, occasionally yeah. couples may show up and couples tend to like privacy. Uh, exactly. You know, but I, I like that the aspect of them, you know, coming in and, 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 and being part of the family. You know, I treat them just like family, just like I would, you know, a cousin, or aunt or uncle, you know, and we, we'll eat and we'll sit out here on the, on the sunroom and just talk about adventures and, you know, this and that. And it's, it's amazing. It really is. I'm absolutely ecstatic to find that you are having a great time with Bunker Biker. It is a lot of work to maintain this. And many people don't know what I do in the background, but hearing your story is what gives me the inspiration and the energy to keep going with this. Oh, it's awesome. Yes. You should definitely keep going. Definitely. Anything I can do to help. I'm, I'm here. Oh, oh, you say that. I'm going to get you, I'm going to get you to work. <laughs> hey, I'm good with it. I'm, I'm not scared of work. So yeah, for anyone I'm, I'm, who is listening to this, who's never heard about Bunker Biker or know anything about it, what would you tell them to do or any advice to them? Do it. Don't, don't think about it. Just do it. And I mean, I've read a couple things on, on BAB about some bad experiences, people overstaying welcomes and things like that, but that kind of thing is going to happen. You can't let a few bad apples spoil the whole bunch, you know? But for me, it's everybody that stayed with me has been an absolute, you know, pleasure. And my life is better because I've met these people and I have formed connections that will last a lifetime. Do you intend to see any of your guests again, or maybe go stay with them? Definitely. Uh, when I do my trip in March, I'm going to try to plan it around the people who have stayed with me so I can stay with them. I want to give them the opportunity to do for me what I've done for them. That's awesome. That's really making the connection solid. Like I hosted you, you host me, and now exactly. is this, does this mean we're friends? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Everybody that stayed with me, I, I consider a friend. I really do. Uh, and it's I don't know. I'm just blessed to be a part of it, to be honest with you. You know, some people might look at it as work, but for me, it's not work. It's, it's really not work. I enjoy having people. I've well, also there's, got many, a- there's many types of people out there, and some people really love being hosts, and some people not as much. And that's very fair. It takes all types to make this kind of community work. Right, right. That's why I wanted to set up a an outside cabin, you know, outside of my house. Uh, that way, if people do want privacy, they want to get away and just, you know, relax. I get it. You're on the road. You know, uh, sometimes you just want to, you know, catch your breath and uh, have some solitude. And that's perfectly fine. I'm glad you understand that as a full-time traveler myself, it can be a little overwhelming when someone wants me to get off my bike and talk for the next six hours when I haven't showered and who knows how long I haven't been somewhere comfortable. I may have slept at a rest stop. I could be wet or cold. Exactly. So, I mean, I, I pretty much leave it up to my guests what they want to do. If they want to sit around chit chat, that's fine. If they want to go back in the room and, you know, be alone, that's fine too. My Is there was, anything you would like to see change on Bunker Biker or any new services or anything that I could do better to make the experience better for you? I would like to see a, a review system in place. You a know place, why I won't do that. that. A place that, you know, like my pen, you could click on my pen and you could see reviews from other people that stayed with me. So people that are coming in would know what to expect and, you know, not be scared or hesitant. 
I think a, a, a review system will be great. That's my opinion. I would like to do something in the future of putting maybe something on your pin or a new service that will list who stayed with you and their contact information. But I'm kind of against the reviewing because it would be very heartbreaking for someone who say the guest is pretentious. And I actually am using this story as someone has told me this story. Someone stayed with a host and complained because they didn't get almost hand and foot service or that, the you know, maybe the house is a little cluttered and someone gives a bad review over that. I'd hate someone's heart to be broken because their house wasn't, you know, quote unquote up to par. But I would be interested in giving contact details for people who have stayed with someone. I mean, I get where you're coming from with that, but I think knowing what you're walking into is would be a great benefit, whether it's good or bad. I mean, you know, I mean, you take, for instance, I, I live very clean. I live a very clutter-free house. Uh, everything has a place. Everything's put up. It's nice and neat. Now, my daughter, who stays in my guest house, my guest house, she's not so much. Uh, she's not a housekeeper, you know, doesn't make her any less of a person. But for somebody like me, if I was to go stay with somebody like my daughter, it'd be a little unnerving sometimes to walk into that and not know ahead of time. That's true. I just worry I about there being the unfairness of reviewing these days. There's, If you see in restaurants a lot of times, someone will be unhappy because their waitress was having a bad day. Or the cook messed up and the waitress ended up taking the brunt of it, and it's not a fair review system these days. So, yeah, you might be on to something there. Just listen to contact information where you could contact others who have stayed there so you kind of get a, a heads up. Because that's the only thing I think uh, the only negative thing about BAB is a lot of times you go into a situation and you don't know what it is. That's the only thing. You Do know. you know how to edit your pen? Yes. So, as a suggestion, you are more than welcome to go to your pen and list who your guests have be and ask them for their phone number or email for contact. And you could be like, these people will give me a reference. Awesome. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. You know, it's something new and something that'll keep the pin information up to date. And, of course, you've already spoken before about going through and making sure to say that you were LGBT friendly and you don't care about anything besides just riding motorcycles. That's it. I mean, I've had people... I was born and raised a Republican, and I've had people that are far leftists, uh, don't have the political views I have, and that's fine with me. I'm perfectly okay with that. You know, riding a motorcycle ain't got nothing to do with politics. It sure don't. And as a full-time traveler, there's two conversations you stay away from, religion and politics. Oh, no, I've had those conversations with folks, but, I mean, we have adult conversations. And there's nothing wrong with having a difference of opinion in my, you know, that's my belief. If everybody in this world was the same, it'd be a real boring place to live. See, that's what I say. I'm so glad you feel the same way. <laughs> you know, like the one I want to go visit the most is my last guest, Sarah from Queens, New York. I've always wanted to go to New York, but you hear bad things about New York. I want to visit Brooklyn. I want to uh, all of the uh, Harlem. I want to visit all these areas. But you're kind of scared as an outsider, especially somebody like me, a Southern guy, you know. But now that I've, I've got that connection with Sarah, I can go to New York and, you know, I can have a guide. I can have someone to tell me, OK, you can go here and it's OK, but you don't need to go over here, you know. And just a big city life really fascinates me because I was raised in a town of a population of 49 folks. 
Uh, that was the size of my town I grew up in. So, yeah, I can't wait to get to New York and, and, and visit uh, and, and actually see the big city. The locals always have the best information, and knowing someone ahead of time before going somewhere really makes it a lot easier. Exactly. So, yeah. And it's well, just thank you for hmm? Go ahead. Uh, no, you go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say life in general, man. Uh, it's all about experiences and making human connection. That's where I'm at at this stage of my life. You know, it's it's not about what I can own or what I can have. It's just about making human connection. And Bunker Biker is excellent for that. Especially like-minded folks. We all ride motorcycles. That's it, man. Uh, I, I wish I could do it full time myself. And I just may. Who knows? We're going to go, like I said, March. We're going to go out and we're going to do some vlogs. We're going to do some videoing uh, and just kind of see what happens. That'll be awesome. Well, thank you for sharing your story. Oh, most definitely. Anytime. Yeah, we'll chat this time and maybe same time next year, we'll catch up with the next guest you've had. Definitely. I look I'd like to, to hear about your experience as being a guest as well. well yes, yes, I can't wait. <laughs> I'm looking forward <laughs> to that as well. Because I've only, I've only got to experience one side of, of BAB, but I'm looking forward to it. But That's I will awesome. say this. I, I will say this. I'm a giver, not a taker. So sometimes it's hard for me to reach out and ask. You know what I mean? Uh, I've actually thought about it quite a bit. And I think it would be difficult for me to reach out and ask. Because a lot of people have different stipulations about time, how much notice they need. And I know when you're on the road, things don't always go as planned, especially time frames. So I try to, you know, tell everybody I don't need about 30 minutes notice. I understand things happen, you know, weather, whatnot, trouble on the motorcycle. Uh, it's like Sarah said at 1.30 and she felt so bad about it. I said, no, I'm, I'm not it. It's no big deal. Uh, I'm, my goal to, as being a host is to be as accommodating as I can uh, in every way. Well, most people are like you that are hosts. They're very flexible and they understand the trials and tribulations of being on the road. And a lot of the hosts have the same reluctance to take. But if everyone gave, there would be no one to receive. So sometimes it's good to be on both sides. Yes. I'm looking forward to my first experience as a guest. I hope you have a really good host. A really good host. I do too. I do too. I just hate that it's winter. I got to wait to spring now, probably, because nobody's wanting to ride in the cold when it's cold. <laughs> it's not really that fun to ride in the cold, at least. I don't think so. I can deal with cold more than I can deal with rain. I don't like rain. That's my biggest fear, right? Is rain. Do not like rain. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. But you know, I've had guests that pushed me, made me, made my ass ride in the rain. It'll make you a better rider. Uh, yes, I just got real slow. <laughs> I just got real slow. <laughs> my biggest fear is going around a curb when it's wet and sliding. That's my biggest fear. You know, I was in a bad, I was in a bad accident uh, September fourth of last year. And it was only a 35 mile on a crash, but I suffered uh, 14 stitches in my leg, road rash, four fractured ribs, and I was out for about three months. Uh, but never once did I think about quitting riding. Hell, 
two weeks after the accident, I was all bandaged up and could barely walk, could barely get my boot on. And I was at the Harley demo days riding a new Harley. That's awesome. Because I just, I had to get back on the bike as soon as possible, you know? I feel the same way. I wrecked twice and I was picking out my next bike before I was done. But, you know, after all that pain and suffering, my lawyer tells me it's worth about 60 grand. So I see three <laughs> new motorcycles in my future. <laughs> That's great news, actually. Well, it was really good chatting with you. I'd be really excited to put this up and it should be available for people to listen to in January. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> well, you have a good evening. You too, Z. Thank you. Thank you.